For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Marriage Covenant Agreement and Lawsuit. This is part 14 of the series. Not following the Mishpatim is having an unbridled tongue. James chapter 1 verse 1. James to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Verse 20. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his tongue but deceives his own heart, this man's religion or faith is in vain. Not following the Mishpat is showing partiality. James chapter 2 verse 9. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Not following the Mishpatim is judging others with no mercy. James chapter 2 verse 11 and verse 13. For he that said do not commit adultery also said do not kill. Now if you commit no adultery, but if you kill, you are still a transgressor of the Torah. You've broke the covenant. For he shall have judgment with Without mercy that has shown no mercy and mercy rejoices against judgment in other words God prefers that you show mercy rather than you show harsh judgment to someone else not following the Mishpatim is being in strife James chapter 3 verse 14 but if you have bitter envying and strife in your heart glory not and lie not against the truth not following the Mishpatim is judging others. James chapter 4 verse 4. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the Torah, but a judge. Not following the Mishpatim is committing fraud. James chapter 5 verses 1 and 2 and verse 4. Go to now you rich men weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you your riches are corrupted your garments are moth eaten behold the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields which is of you kept back by fraud not following the mishpatim is holding a grudge james chapter 5 verse 6 and verse 9 you have condemned and killed the just and he does not resist you grudge not one against another brethren lest you be condemned 
behold, the judge stands before the door. Not following the Mishpatim is hating your brother. 1 John chapter 3, verse 10 and verse 15. In this, the children of God are manifest in the children of the devil. Whoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loves not his brother. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Not following the Mishpatim is worshiping idols. 1 John chapter 5, verse 21. Little children, keep yourself from idols. By not following the Mishpatim, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor those that covet, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. We can see how Paul taught by not following the Mishpatim, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 and 20. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, and they are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and the such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By not following the Mishpatim, you will lose your inheritance. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 5 and 6. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Messiah and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So let's summarize what we've covered in this section of the teaching. It is possible to believe in Yeshua as Messiah, but still walk in the flesh and do the following things. Number one, idolatry. Number two, sexual sin. Number three, coveting. Number four, lying and gossiping. Number five, murmuring and complaining. Number six, divisions and strife. Number seven, showing partiality. Number eight, holding a grudge. Number nine, hating your brother. Number 10, judging others with no mercy. Number 11, condemning the innocent. Number 12, robbing and committing fraud. And those who believe in Yeshua as Messiah, yet live a fleshly lifestyle, will lose eternal spiritual status and reward. So what is eternal chai, eternal zoe, eternal life? Because our goal in having faith in the God of Israel and believing in Yeshua as Messiah is that we would attain eternal chai, eternal zoe, eternal life, as we can see in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting chai, and some to everlasting shame and everlasting contempt. So chai, or zoe, or eternal life, is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. John chapter 17, verse 3. This is eternal chai. This is eternal zoe. This is eternal life. That they might know you, the only true God, and Yeshua the Messiah, whom you have sent. So eternal life, and Christianity renders this as being in heaven, that if you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, and trust in him to be your savior, repenting of your sins, and receiving his shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins, you are able to spend eternity with him in heaven. And so you have eternal life. But once you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, after you've been saved by grace through faith, then we are to 
live out the character of God in our lives and show forth that character to others, which is represented by loving your neighbor as yourself. And God is love, so we are to love others. And in loving others, we are to serve others, give to others, lay down our life for others. And in doing so, we will receive a reward for our service in being believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, which is being able to rule and reign with him in his thousand-year messianic kingdom in being his bride who he's going to dwell and live with forever in the new Jerusalem. So in Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 and 17 is the other aspect which is called eternal high or eternal Zoe or eternal life. And the first stage is accepting Yeshua as your Messiah. That gives you a place of eternal life. And then from there, based upon your service to him and your faithfulness to him, you receive a reward of inheritance. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16, Behold, one came and said to him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I might have eternal chai, eternal zoe? So Yeshua said, If you want eternal life, keep the commandment. And he said, Which ones? And Yeshua said, Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. What category are those commandments? That's how we treat one another. And then honor your father and your mother. And so he summarized how we treat one another with these words, love your neighbor as yourself. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. And so we can see the two-part element of what's called eternal high, eternal life, eternal Zoe in the Greek. And part one is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. And part two is loving him, keeping his commandment, following his mishpatim, doing it by his spirit and giving glory to him and to his kingdom, endeavoring to do his will in our lives. First John chapter three, verse 23. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Yeshua Messiah. That's the first part and love one another. That's the second part as he gave us commandment. So Yeshua said in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandment. When he spoke these words, he was making a reference back to the marriage covenant agreement at Mount Sinai, Exodus chapter 20, verse 6, that he shows mercy to thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So following the Mishpatim is keeping Yeshua's commandments. Second John chapter 1, verse 6, this is love that we walk after his commandment. And this is the commandment that you have heard from the beginning that we should walk in it. John chapter 15, verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. John chapter 15, verse 17. These things I command you, that you love one another. So following the Mishpatim is loving others as God has loved us. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 and verse 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. And he that loves not knows not God, for God is love. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. First John chapter 3, verse 16, the way in which we love is we lay down our life for others. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So all judgment is given to Yeshua, because he not only gave the Mishpatim, he was the bridegroom at Mount Sinai, but he showed us how to live it. And he followed the Mishpatim, did the will of his father,
father faithfully, so he has the right to be the judge over all. John chapter 5, verse 22. For the father judges no man, but he's committed all judgment to the son. John chapter 5, verse 27. He has given him authority to execute judgment also because he's the son of man. Verse 30. Yeshua said, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Yeshua will judge how we follow the Mishpatim. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the Mishpat, seat of Messiah, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it is good or bad. And so in appearing before the judgment seat of Messiah, this is what's also called the great white throne judgment. Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 and 12. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat upon it. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of Chai, the book of life, the book of Zoe. And the dead were judged according to their works, the way in which they followed the Mishpatim and whether they walked according to the flesh or whether they showed forth the character of God in their lives, being led by the Spirit, having the fruit of the Spirit. Revelation chapter 20, verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead, and they were judged every man according to their works. So Yeshua betrothed his bride in Chesed, in Emet, in Zedekah, and in Mishpatim. Hosea chapter 2, verse 19. And I will betroth you unto me forever. I will betroth you unto me in righteousness, in judgment, in loving kindness, and in mercies. I will betroth you unto me in faithfulness, and you will know the Lord. So this is what he asked of his bride to live a life or be clothed in this manner. So the bride of Yeshua follows his mishpatim. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 20, that they may walk in my statutes, keep my mishpatim, and do them. So by following his mishpatim, they will be my people, I will be their God. And this is terminology regarding a marriage between bride and bridegroom. It's the Holy Spirit that causes us and helps us to follow the Mishpatim. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to keep my Mishpatim and do them. And so by believing in Yeshua as Messiah and following his Mishpatim being led by the Spirit, we will exemplify the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 through 24, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And they that are Messiahs believe that Yeshua is Messiah and have yielded themselves to the Holy Spirit. They crucify the flesh. And the righteousness of following the Mishpatim is through the help of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 4, that the righteousness of the law, which is following the Mishpatim, is fulfilled in us. And the way we do it is we walk not after the flesh, but we walk and are led after the Spirit. And so the bride of Messiah will be dressed in these righteous deeds. The bride of Messiah will believe that he's the Messiah, trust in him for their salvation, not trusting in their own merit, but then they will be living a life of good deeds, showing forth his character in their life and unto others. Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 and 8. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arraigned in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the 
the righteousness, the zedekah of saints, or the righteous deeds, or the righteous acts of the saints. And so the bride of Messiah will live forever in the new Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is a city of truth. Zechariah chapter 8 verse 3, thus says the Lord, Jerusalem shall be called a city of Amet, a city of truth, in the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain, that's Mount Zion, and they will be my people, I will be their God, that describes marriage talk, in Amet, in truth, and in Zedekiah. This is the characteristic of the bride of Messiah. So those who believe in Yeshua as Messiah and follow his Mishpatim will dwell forever in the new Jerusalem. Revelation chapter 22, verses 13 and 14. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandment, that they might have right to the tree of Chai and may enter in through the gates of the city. So let's summarize then the teaching. Eternal Chai, Zoe, or life is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. Eternal Chai, or Zoe, or life is following the Mishpat in loving your neighbor as yourself. We will all appear before the Mishpat seat of Yeshua who will judge our works. And we are to follow the Mishpat with the help of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and the Bride of Yeshua will follow the Mishpat. The Bride of Messiah will have the fruit of the Spirit. Jerusalem is a city of truth and a city of the Bride of Messiah. And the Bride of Messiah will live forever in the new Jerusalem. So this has been quite an extensive teaching and we've shared with you this information in detail because as you can see, it is a central theme in the entire Bible. So what we've done for you in this teaching is we shared with you at Mount Sinai, there was a marriage that took place between Yeshua, the bridegroom, and his people that he brought out of Egypt, that is the house of Jacob. And there was an exchange of vows. There was a marriage offer that was made. And that marriage offer is in Exodus in chapter 19, verses 5 and 6. If you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, you will be a kingdom priest. And that offer was accepted, Exodus chapter 19, verse 8, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And so Moses escorted the bride of Yeshua to Mount Sinai. There was an exchange of vows. And so the Ten Commandments are the major items of the way in which the God of Israel wants his bride to have relationship and fellowship with him. And then the details of how you keep the Ten Commandments are called the Mishpatim that were given in Exodus 21, 22, 23, into 24. And other details of the Mishpatim that's given at Mount Sinai is given in the other books of the Torah. And so after the vows were exchanged, then the bride of Messiah agreed to follow the Ten Commandments and the Mishpatim, which included obeying the voice of the Malach, Exodus chapter 23 verses 20 and 21, the Malach of the God of Israel, the messenger of the God of Israel, Israel is Yeshua the Messiah. So in Exodus chapter 24, the people agreed there was a sprinkling of blood and then the leadership was called and there was in essence a meal, a marriage supper meal that was according to and with the leadership in the God of Israel himself. And so then we looked at the details of the Mishpatim of how we were supposed to perform the marriage agreement and then for from this, we could see that the prophets came and brought accusation or covenant law 
lawsuit against the people for not following the Mishpatim. And the prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Amos and Micah and Zechariah and throughout the prophets, they brought these charges and they exhorted the people that they should treat one another kindly, that they should love their neighbor as their self, that they should relieve oppression, that they should help the poor and the needy, that they should stand for righteousness and justice. So then it was prophesied that the Messiah would come and he would govern according to mercy, chesed, according to truth and zedekah or righteousness and with right judgment, mishpatim. And so then we looked at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and showed how Yeshua taught the mishpatim. And then he gave us examples of how we're to carry it out to relieve the oppressed. He healed the sick and he ministered to those who were in need. And then we see that in the letters in the New Testament, the letters of Paul and Peter and John, and then in the book of James, there is exhortation to those who believe in Yeshua as Messiah to follow the Mishpatim. That if you believe in Yeshua as Messiah, that you're not to be a carnal believer, that you're not to walk in the flesh. And so in Daniel chapter 12 in verse 2, it says there's going to be a resurrection unto everlasting high. And so this is explicitly explained what everlasting high is in the New Testament and it has two main parts. One, you have everlasting high when you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. You're saved by grace through faith and not based upon your own merit or your own good deeds. And then the second stage is after you're saved by grace through faith and not trust on your merit or your good deeds to establish righteousness with God, that we are to express that relationship we have with him, which is a marriage covenant relationship, that he gives us the spirit so that we can show forth God's character in our lives and show it to others. When we live God's character in our lives, we have the fruit of the spirit. When we demonstrate it to others, we bring his kingdom, his rule and reign to our community and we bring it to others. And this is the desire and the heart of the God of Israel is to bring his kingdom to others. And that in doing so, we would live our lives to seek to do the will of God. And so whenever we accept Yeshua as the Messiah, we have eternal life. We will spend eternity with him. But then our status in heaven is determined by our faithfulness to obey him, to follow his Torah, to follow the Mishpatim, to love our neighbor as ourselves. So Yeshua taught us the way that we love our neighbor as ourselves is we are to serve others, we're to give to others, we're to lay down our life for others. And so the bride that Yeshua is not only going to be betrothed to, because whenever you accept Yeshua as Messiah, you're betrothed to him, that the second stage of marriage is when he physically dwells with us. And he's going to physically dwell with a bride who not only is submitted to him, that he's saved by his grace through faith, but a bride that lives, his character has the fruit of the spirit and loves your neighbor as yourself. And so the way we are to live out following the Mishpatim is through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So we receive reward for service and will be judged according to our service when we appear before the judgment seat of Messiah. And so our reward is an inheritance. And so we, through inheritance, get to, if we are faithful to Yeshua, that we will rule and reign with him 
in his kingdom during his thousand year messianic kingdom and our reward for being faithful in our service is we will be his dwelling bride the bride that enters into the second stage of the marriage and we will live forever with Yeshua his bride in the new Jerusalem that Jerusalem is the city of truth it's a city of Zedekiah righteousness and it's a city that follows the Mishpatim by the Holy Spirit so those who exemplify this character they are his bride those who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah but didn't submit themselves to the spirit and they were baby believers they were carnal believers they allowed the flesh to dominate them because they accepted Yeshua as their Messiah and trusted in him for their forgiveness of sin making him their salvation they get to spend eternity in heaven but they lose out on the reward of living forever in the new Jerusalem and they're living outside of the new Jerusalem given that heaven itself is likened to a tabernacle it has an outer court an inner court and a holy of holies so those who's not the dwelling bride of Messiah and have received that reward they'll be living outside of the city and that's what Revelation chapter 22 verse 15 is referring to so in summary Yeshua wants to have a bride Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.